Seedlings, welcome to this podcast, Be Like a Tree, a podcast that explores how we as human beings can be inspired by lessons learned from trees. I'm your host, trauma-informed psychologist, founder of Taproot Psychology, and tree lover, Dr. Kelly. Today, we have Nikki Skinner here with us. So to begin with, Nikki, could you introduce yourself to us today? Yeah, hi Kelly, and and thank you so much for inviting me onto your brilliant podcast, which I love listening to. So I'm Nikki Skinner, and I'm a yoga teacher, and I'm here to talk about my offerings um, as a yoga from my perspective, what that means in terms of trees, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And we can extend that to your connection with nature because I know that's a big part of your, your yoga practices. It is. It is as well. You know, I feel really connected to the, I would say that the energy that um, is in nature and the different seasons um, and how that gives you a different experience, you know, both a different experience in the body but also emotionally and spiritually as well. Well, let's jump right in with that. Come on then. Yeah, the seasons and the different energies. So let's go through the seasons together and maybe you could talk to me about how that changes your feeling stating the body state. Okay. So let's start with winter, since we're in winter in England. So winter for me is a time of slowing everything down. It's a very yin time of year. Probably the, you know, the winter solstice to me is the key, you know, yin, yin day of the year to be celebrated. So it's it's slowing down, it's nurturing, it's taking all the clues from nature. Animals hibernating, seeds are germinating, all the bulbs that we planted are are digging deep into that sort of rich, fertile soil. So it's it's really about, you know, going inside physically, definitely slowing down, which is often difficult because obviously winter is Christmas and, you know, we're we're often going against the energy, I would say, of the winter season because we're rushing around a million miles. And then we wonder why we get colds and flu in the winter and, you know, why we get aches and pains and, you know, we wear ourselves out. And by the time, you know, Christmas Day comes, we're just exhausted because, you know, to me, we're going against what we should be doing at this time of year. So I definitely rest more. I eat more. I just take more time to be, I guess, more more with myself probably more of a solitude time for me as well so that's that sort of winter um it feels different in my body my body feels as though it needs to rest and I feel emotionally and mentally that I want to maybe reflect more on the air and look ahead and then as spring approaches you know yeah I get I just I'm just gonna feed into that bit because it's really important what you just said in terms of it going against the grain of what nature tells us to be in this busy holiday season. Because when you said it, I was like, yeah, actually Christmas tends to be my most social part of my life. 
And actually, it's also my most exhausting part of my life. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what I would say. I've, you know, before I sort of discovered my true connection to, to nature and that energetic connection, I would be exactly the same. Um, you know, I'm I'm running against that that force of of energy, which is is not what I should be doing, and it just leaves you exhausted. And I just don't do that anymore. I'm really tuning in to 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 that energy around me, that stillness. And there's you know there's a real quality to that stillness over the winter. Um, you know, when you walk out in nature, in 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 the woods in winter, or around a river. You know, there is a calmness to it. There's a tranquility to it. There's there's a sort of there is a, there's a reflective element to nature in the winter. Um, mm. Everything's slowed down. It's restorative, um, and it's really lovely to just tap into that. Yeah, really lovely. And I know I spoke to you just now, but I was really curious because I know listeners, you can't see Nikki's face, but what comes up for you when you kind of connect with that feeling of stillness because it's almost like you looked more peaceful as you were talking about it oh yeah it is it's it's a calmness it's a release of tension it's do you know what it's permission it's permission to actually take a deep breath exhale and really enjoy that that pause between the exhale and the inhale that deep place where you can just, oh, you know, let the shoulders go, face relaxes. Yeah, and you can just just be still and just just be you and, you know, get to know you. Yeah. I almost want to invite us all to do that for a moment as we breathe yeah. in and out Absolutely. and acknowledge that pause. And the way you said it, I think, is, is very key permission to... To hold that for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're so we're so ready to just, you know, take the next, you know, take that inhale, take the next step, do the next thing, what's the next thing on the to-do list? Um, and you know, sometimes you've just got to be in that pause. You've just got to be in that pause. And you know, from a yoga perspective, um physically, we can encourage, we can invite our bodies and our minds and spirit to do that by Maybe just coming to lie on the floor or coming into child's pose. Uh, maybe just doing a forward fold and just just giving yourself that 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 time to just enjoy that space in that stillness after the exhale. Don't be so keen, you know. It's it's like the you know Easter eggs are coming into the shops already. You know we're always we're always ready for the next thing, aren't we? You know, can't we just stay in that exhale, pause space for a little bit longer? I totally agree with you. I think it was yesterday I was in the shop with my sister. I was like, I threw a massive fit. She thought I was, she thought, I was like, Kelly, what's going on? And I was like, Valentine's Day? Can't we still just pause for a second? It was just Christmas. So, you know, I think it's the, the moments of like, as we get caught up into this consumerism kind of cycle and not the cycle of nature, it, we get caught up on anticipating versus yeah. being. Yeah. 
Absolutely, you know, and na- nature's pausing, you know, that's what it does. That's what that, you know, and if anybody with pets, you know, my, you know, my dog is the same. My dog definitely sleeps more in the winter. You know, he likes his lions in the winter. I can't get him out of the house till it's daylight, you know. <laughs> And it's, yeah, let's enjoy the darkness. You know, the, the full moons are beautiful in the winter. The, you know, the sunrises, the sunsets, there's so much beauty as well. So it's a time for getting outdoors in the winter as well. It's not all about, you know, just being curled up on the sofa. It's it's enjoying the of being outdoors, but this, the unbusiness in nature in winter. Well, before we go to Sprague, I just want to ask, how did you learn this? Like, how did you come to this knowing about the stillness and the parsnips for yourself? Um, from You know, from reading reading books where, you know, like-minded people have, have sort of felt the same and, and maybe just reading a poem about the winter, um, the winter solstice as well and celebrating the winter solstice and there's some beautiful poems and writings about you know, how our ancestors really celebrated winter and saw it as a time for resting, um, you know, for, for feasting. Um, and, and yeah, and then I just, you know, you just get that feeling in your heart and you just know that that connection. And you just know it's right. And it just resonates somewhere deep inside. So we're encouraging people to, to just go out and to find the knowing. And I feel like sometimes it's, it's so hard to explain, but it's in the doing, it's in the sitting, it's in the the allowing and giving yourself permission to yeah. to find it that Absolutely. You know, and you know, trees are just a brilliant teacher of this as well. You know, the way they just shred everything in autumn, everything they don't need anymore just goes, get rid of it, let go, and then let's just pause and take some time before we re regrow again in spring let's just pause let's put our roots deep into that fertile soil um you know all the leaves have have enriched the soil where where they've laid so there's so much goodness there let's let's just pause and take that in yeah yeah it's my favorite time of year actually sometimes well, I say sometimes because it can fluctuate, but oh, I love to see the, the trees changing colours because yeah, in Bermuda we don't have them, right? So yeah. because, because of the yeah. season, it's slightly yeah. different. So it feels like such a privilege sometimes to be able to to see the, the colours and then to notice the, you know, I'm going to see the naked branches, you know, because sometimes I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I used to really not like winter. You know, I'm a real sort of flip-flop summer dress girl. But, I, but you know, I've learned to love winter and respect winter and really, um, yeah, love winter for what it is and not want, like you say, you know, not wanting spring to come, not wanting, you know, those flip-flops to come, to come out straight away. Let's take it day by day. Let's Let's really enjoy you know where where we are and just appreciate it for what it is without wanting to change it without needing to change it and and just really getting lots of benefits you know from it and 
you know, I was reading something the other day that on the winter solstice, there's seven hours less sunlight than what there is in the in the in the summer, you know, the summer solstice. And you think, gosh, seven hours, that's a lot, isn't it? Out of 24 hours in a day. So we need to embrace that that seven hours extra darkness. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're just wasting that opportunity. Mm, had a thought about it like that before. Wasting the yeah. opportunity to embrace the darkness and the rest and the stillness. Mm. Why would I have to think about that? <laughs> but I do think you're right in terms of like, even from a psychological perspective is that, you know, we have to embrace the dark side sometimes. We have to be yeah. able to sit with our emotions and to tolerate them too. Yeah. yeah. To Absolutely. be with ourselves without, you know, constantly chasing and moving into the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this from the from the dark thoughts, the dark emotions which we all have, because we're all human beings and we all have an experience and a reaction to to everything don't we you know there's we learn don't we and 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 the light comes from the dark yeah you know if we don't have the dark you know you could argue will we will we experience the light you know if we want that whole human experience we we have to embrace all sides of us would be my view and and have compassion for other people's dark side as well Mm. And I guess there there is some in um, particularly in compassion focused therapy. And one of the reasons that I'm attracted to it is because, you know, what they describe is that life does not exist without suffering, without death, without loss. And yeah. so suffering, yeah. darkness, stillness, yeah. whatever language we use to describe it, is part of healing. It's part of human nature and human being yeah yeah and constantly trying to run away from it yeah and you know it's a lot of it is fear isn't it and um i've done a lot of healing myself um over the last few years and what i've come to know for me and my experience is i you know i used to be absolutely terrified of pain you know feeling pain in my heart of feeling loss, of, you know, of, of bereavement, of grief, you know, of suffering. And I've learned to sort of accept that that is a part of life and, and not to be so afraid of it that, you know, I've got the coping mechanisms, I've got the tools, I've got the resources, you know, to help me through that pain. And, you know, that's that's opened up a whole new experience for me a whole you know it really has it's really healed me how did you learn because I feel like <laughs> wow we're here on a podcast and drop you drop in dreams for us so how did you learn that I will say on the yoga mat obviously because I am a yoga teacher but yeah on through my do you know do you know what I learned I learned through my body I've learned I mean I mean for me your body is so wise, you know, your body holds your heart, it holds your spirit, you know, it's a cliche, but it is a temple, you know, your mind, for me, is a good servant, you know, but it shouldn't be my master. And for years and years, you know, all my actions, my choices, 
came from my head. They came from thoughts. I thought things through, you know. I'll think it through. I'll make that decision in my head. I'll write down the pros and cons, etc. And then I suddenly thought, you know, maybe there's another way I can live my life. Maybe, maybe there's there's another journey. And that that has been the journey to my heart. And now, you know, I take decisions from my heart, but my body was the gateway to my heart. It wasn't from my head. It was by you know, moving in, in certain postures on in the yoga mat, you know, releasing tension from our body, opening space, doing a lot of back bends where you open your heart, you know, really good yoga teachers, reading really good yoga books, learning from nature. And yeah, it was just my heart told me, it's okay. It's okay. You will get through the pain. It's natural. There's nothing to fear. You know, you you can do this. Mm. So it was my heart. My heart got me through it. Yeah, and I I think I'm smiling as you speak because it feels really important in terms of that acknowledgement of the will of the body of the vessel that we often overlook. But it, it gets through the signals, through the intentions, and the messages. You've learned to fully embrace your entire self. Yeah. Yeah, you know, your body holds every single thing. It holds every breath you take, the quality of your breath. Well, your body will react to that either hormonally or, you know, the visceral, you know, there'll be some sort of connection. Every breath you take, every thought you take, every movement, every emotion, the body has felt that, you know, I'm 54. It's got 54 years of that of me, of my breath, of my thoughts, of my emotions, of what I put myself through. And you can feel it. You know, you can feel the parts of your body that have taken the toll. Yeah. And yet from a trauma therapist perspective, you, you know, it's one of the things that we always talk about in terms of how the body holds those past wounds and how it affects our the way that we both feel about situations but also how our postures might trigger or kind of connect to ourselves in that way yeah Yeah. what comes up for you when you think about spring then like we move through the seasons think about what sorry kelly spirit did you say spring Spring. So, so spring is that inhale. It's that fresh burst of energy. It's the greenness. It's the newness. It's new beginnings. Um, you know, and for me, there is that visceral connection. I feel, you know, I'm moving my body now. I can, I can feel that energy of, of spring. You know, my yoga classes will be different as we come into spring. They'll be more energetic. There'll be more flow to them. It's that opening of the heart and yeah, it's it's let let it happen basically. Let let it begin. Yeah. yeah. So spring is the inhale, the energy I'm picturing fields on the wildflowers today. Yeah. yeah. Well, bunny jumping through. And it's yeah. the the bunny, yeah. the motions, the energetic. Yeah. feeling uplifted lifting there's more light you know the buds are coming through you know everything's just vibrant and um there's just a freshness and you know there's there's even a smell i think of spring 
There's that, you know, that smile you get in the summer when it rains and there's that distinct smell. To, to me, there's a freshness of spring as well. And it's the colour, isn't it? The bluebells and, oh, and the primroses and everything. You know, it's just everything comes back to life. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And I guess thinking about your yoga and your practices, you yeah. said that the, the energy of your your classes would change at that point? Yeah, definitely. So as I say, in the winter, it would be more of a yin style, more floor-based, more grounding, rooting. You know, we're starting to emerge from the from the winter in the soil. Um, so yeah, we'd probably do more standing pauses, more flowing. Um, the energy would move. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, open our hearts more, some more back bends, Def- definitely um, there'll be a different feel. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, little bit less relaxation, maybe a bit more breath work, actually, to bring that new freshness of prana into the body. Yeah, lots, lots of focus on, on the inhale. So what does spring represent for you as a person? Yeah, so spring for me is definitely, you know, is that it is that new beginnings and just I guess, you know, is that spring cleaning, isn't it? That I know it's a cliche. You do this, but but you do, don't you know? We do that. So so actually people do feel the energy of spring and people do like to do that. So yeah, that would be me. I would probably declutter, definitely be outside more, probably be up earlier on the morning, be out and about. Yeah, bringing lots of flowers into the house, then, you know, bringing sort of the outdoor, outdoor in, probably do more yoga as well. Yeah, just, just really feeling re-energised, maybe start some new ventures that, you know, so in winter I'll sort of plant the seeds and goals and intentions. And then in spring, I'll sort of be at the action stage. So I'll I'll sort of push myself a little bit more and think, right, I need to start that. <laughs> <laughs> and then what would be next? So summer we're in, we're in, we're at the top of the inhale. So we're full, we're full of prana, we're full of energy. So we're at the pause at the top of the inhale before the exhale comes. So everything's at full bloom. Uh, you know, I've got the flip-flops on, I've got the summer dress, I'm doing yoga at sunset on the beach, you know, I'm lucky enough to live near the beach. So I'll be there at, you know, till 10 o'clock at night. I'll be there at five o'clock in the morning, um, doing sunrise yoga, swimming in the sea. Yeah, just even though it's really cold, <laughs> but it's it, it's 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 full on. You know, I'll be socialising more. Um, I'll be definitely full into actions. Um, you know, probably wanting some of some of the goals to actually come into fruition by then. Yeah, just 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 full on energy. Holidays, you know. Summer is my season. Yeah. Summer is my energetic yeah. uh, ganger yeah. because summer for me energetically is my yeah. is my nature yeah. of movement, of yeah. brightness, yeah. and of feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You feel good in the summer. Yeah, and you know, you can eat lovely light foods and still feel nourished where you know so I think it's in the winter I think 
you need more fuel for your body your body's burning up more fuel because when it's cold it does but you know there's, there's just a lightness about about your body and spirit isn't there in in the summer yeah so when did your connection with nature start because i can see how it's guiding your practice in your life yeah yeah i would probably say you know from a very sort of young girl um when i was young we 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 had a caravan in on on the coast in a place called scarborough near to where i live and we were there all the time so i spent you know sort of all the seasons really i guess on the beach in the countryside and i just 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 love being outside but in particular i do love trees i do love trees i've all, always loved trees always found trees fascinating why do you love about them I, I i think it is the way they change it is that that seasonal change i mean i do love evergreen trees as well because i think you know they they're like a constant source so they they keep me they remind me that I've got this constant source of energy within me, you know, because they're constantly green and full on energy. So, you know, I've, I've that that's inside me as well. But I do like that seeing the tree going through through the seasons. And I think, you know, there's just so many lessons. They're so beautiful. There's so many lessons. I mean, it's, when we move into autumn, I had a really good teacher. A, a tree that really taught me well about autumn last mm. year. <laughs> what did it teach you? So what I do in my classes is I do at, at the equinoxes and the solstice, I do like a special offering um, to, for us to sort of move through the, the seasons and do the different postures like I've described. So, so as we move into autumn, we're in the exhale stage. So we're letting go. So we're letting go of everything that's not good for us, all that dead stuff. You know, we've, we, we can, we can look back, we've set our goals in the winter. We've, we've done our actions. Hopefully they've, they've delivered what we needed, the outcomes. And then whatever's not worked, whatever's not serving we can let go, just like the leaves on the trees and, conquers fall and all the rest of it so what i'll do is i'm going to collect some conquers from this tree just not far from where i live it's only about a five minute walk and i'm going to give them out to all my students they can choose one and every time they look at this conquer they can think of what they need to let go of so the the deadline was approaching for the for the um autumn equinox and I could not get these conkers. There was one or two landed on the floor. But this, honestly, this tree would not give these conkers up. So I was walking every day with my dog. I was picking them up and it would not let me get these conkers. And I'm throwing branches at this tree and everything. But, you know, I've only got three days before before this special thing. I need, you know, I had about five conkers. I needed 30. So I was, and I was looking at this tree. You know, I was like, you're not going to give them up, are you? You're not ready to give these up. And we really battled me in this tree. Honestly, we did. And honestly, it was like the universe always, always provides. And seriously, it was like a miracle. So the day before I was due to do this service, she just let go of them. Beautiful, shiny, big conkers scattered all around you know my dog was gone he because he, he'd been coming with me every day I think he could sense the anxiety in me even he was jumping up at the tree at one point trying trying to help me get them so I, he was running around at Rolly's you know and I just looked and I thought you know 
you thank you for that lesson. And the lesson was you can't force that process. Letting go is a massive healing tool, I think. And you can't force it. You, you know, she was going to let go when she was ready to let go. And the time wasn't right. And I was trying to force it. And I was just making myself more tense by doing that. So the lesson for me there was relax, trust the process. You will let go when it's time to let go. Thank you for sharing that. It feels so such a good way of describing the process of letting go and of change. And I know for me sometimes when I'm working with somebody, maybe let's say they're the tree in this instance, and I'm like, come on, just say goodbye, just let it, just walk away from that relationship. Just do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I can feel myself getting like overly invested, like, okay. And then... The moment I pull back and I trust the person to know and to do what is right for them. It happens. It happens. It happens. And I guess for myself as well, I know that. As long as I kind of remain centered on my goals and I know that sometimes letting go will come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the body knows all this. The body, as I say, is so wise, you know, and I know all this, you know. So when when you're on the yoga mat and in some of the positions where you're doing a forward fall, for example, the more you push and the more you try to get folded forward, if your hips are stiff, if the hamstrings are stiff, if the shoulders are stiff, the back stiff, you just put tension in the body and you will not move. You will not move. <laughs> The minute you let go, let the breath come, do the exhale, the muscles relax, and the movement comes. And the fluidity comes in it as well. And the fluidity comes, and then the space comes, and, you know, then you can let go of all the stuff that you don't need. Yeah, and I guess from my own yoga practice, I still consider myself a, a beginner. But one of the greatest things it's taught me is to not compare myself to others. And and just that I have to learn my body. I have to know what's right for me and I have to exhale. Also, I hurt myself. Yeah, absolutely. You'll hurt. And, you know, that's so true because there was other trees around that that had dropped the conkers. But I was so determined to get the conkers from this tree. Why aren't you like your friends? They're, they've already let go. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's the thing, right? Where we learn our limitations and our heart and our, our point yeah. we, we know for ourselves. And that yeah. yoga is such a great teacher. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whenever I see, you know, when I have young students, I'm always so envious because, I mean, I did start doing yoga when I was about 18, but then I stopped doing it and then I came back to it in my sort of 40s. But, you know, when I see sort of young people in the 20s who say in my classes, I just say, oh, I'm so happy. For, you know, I'm so pleased that you're doing this now. This is going to serve you so well. Yeah. I And I guess like, <laughs> like how it serves you in terms of your relationship and your emotional health and your physical health and yeah. what you learn to value 
from those moments and spaces. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? The it's that it's the rooting down, it's the grounding. Um, and from that, you know, grows again, I suppose, when, when we're thinking about, you know, going back to summer, it's it's your values really shine through then, don't they? That's what's at full bloom, really, how you live your life and make your decisions by your values that you hold in your heart. That's what it is. When you talk about that heart opening, I feel like, you know, for listeners, for all human beings, that's the biggest lesson. How do we learn to live in connection with our heart, our body, our spirit? Definitely, definitely courage. Yeah. I mean, you know, before I started doing yoga, this probably seems a bit of a strange thing to say, but another yoga teacher and I have this discussion quite a lot, but we sort of felt that our body and therefore our heart and our head were like separate, you know, that they weren't connected, that somehow we didn't have a neck. But mm-hmm. it was just the head was so dominant over everything. Yeah, it was like it was like the body was was it was like someone else's body. No, I totally get that. I remember yeah, the first yeah. time. Yeah, I remember the first time I realized I have a spine and I could yeah. move it. Yeah. And I was like, oh wait. Yeah. Oh, this is a thing. Yeah. And it, it it really clicked for me. It was in lockdown and it was it was when I started doing daily yoga for a period right. of time. Even if it was five minutes, I was doing a daily practice. Yeah. And I really realized, oh my gosh, I have a spine and this is what it, it does. And oh my gosh, this is how it holds me up. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, it, and you think, gosh, how did we get to this age? Or, you know, how, did, you know, without knowing my body and without feeling, you know, so I really encourage my students to feel into the body you know feel almost when you're moving and when you're moving your spine feel how the bones have to connect how they have to move how the blood moves around them how the muscles move how the joints move how the tendons you know almost like gone in an internal journey in the body and that's really helped me to connect with my body to sort of when I do my movements in yoga to do them really slowly and purposely and really feel every sensation and i guess from a as a therapist from a therapeutic point of view if in the room in a session that's what we're also asking or what i'm also asking of people to, is to yeah. to slowly reconnect and really feel really yeah. notice a sensation really be curious about the, the what. Curious, be curious, absolutely. Yeah. So that through that wandering, yeah. we can find the light or find the intention or notice the pain. Absolutely. And and just and just observe that, you know, don't judge it, don't react to it. Again, coming back to that pause after the exhale, just just try and be with it, you know. As we exhale, we let it go. And we let it go. And then we come back to winter. And there's something really comforting in thinking of the breath as the seasons and, you know, looking at nature, because that makes that connection even stronger as well. I love that. Yeah. 
I guess I'm thinking about winter with slowing it down, you know, that ending that process. And, you know, I tend to do an ending ritual, as you know, in terms of thinking about the last tree that you saw. You've kind of given us a lesson already from that beautiful tree you described. But shall we see if you can bring another tree to mind? Yeah, I think the tree, there's the, the where I practice, it's a, it's a it's a lovely hall that's been renovated and I think it was built in the 1700s. So it's got a lot of history and there's a lovely sort of arched window and there's a tree just outside the window. And when people are, I look at this tree for inspiration throughout the hall of the practice while I'm teaching, but particularly when people are in relaxation and Shavasana at the end of the class. And me and this tree have a bit of a moment and we just sort of look at each other and I, you know, I, I just take so much inspiration from the tree and, you know, whatever the weather's doing that day. So the last time I was teaching, it was really windy and the tree was blowing about everywhere. And, but, you know, it just took it. Its roots are firm, it's grounded and it's flexible and it, you know, goes with the flow. So that was another lesson, you know, go with the flow, but from a rooted position, you know, so you're not going to fall over. So to tell you what came to mind when, when, I, when I thought about that, it was like, go with the flow, but trust what you know. Love that. Yeah. I like so that. You know, the, the, the rooting down is that is the, I've got this, I've got this. So whatever's going to hit me, life's challenges, I'm going to go with the flow. I'm not going to overthink or the plan. But actually, I know my values, you know, I know what's true in my heart and I can trust that. So that's what that tree teaches me when I look at it. I thank it. And, you know, it really resonates with me and my, you know, thinking around tampered psychology, actually. It's, you know, if we have strong roots, if we have stability and centering within yeah. And we can weather and manifest all yeah. that we need yeah. or want from life. And, and so it's like when we have that strong roots and stability, then we have that external fluidity and yeah. flow. And we can, call, you know, when the pain comes, whether they, when the, you know, when the joy comes, you know, we, we, we can just go with the flow and um, we, we can live that experience. Yeah, but the key for that is that in order to go with the flow, sometimes we need roots and we need intention. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, we'll fall over. So we need we need to get the ground in. The roots need to be to be firm, which is what we do in the winter, and then um, we're we're ready for the for the fruits of our labour in the spring and the summer, and then we go again, and we renew ourselves again. Well, thank you for sharing with us today and for giving us Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Be Like a Tree. Let us know how you felt about today. Subscribe, share, every little bit helps. And we'll see you next time. And remember, stay rooted, stand tall, breathe, be like a tree. Because you're free to be